Alright, how's it going everybody? This is uh, Omar Thabit here from Table Talk. Omar T, we're live from the 313. I gotta make sure I start saying that slogan more often. Uh, we are live with Big Sis Ivory Thabit here. Uh, guest co-host Shamer Ghalib is in the building as well. What are talking about? And then we also have Mali Luqman in the building as well. And I'm going to have her introduce herself later on. But thank you, Mali, for being here today. Um, I really appreciate it. Is it Mali or Mali? Mali. In Arabic, Maali. And people that can't pronounce the name just say Mali. Okay, Maali though. Yeah. Okay, Maali and then Mali, all right? Um, so thank you again for being on the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, and today we're going to just talk about uh, toxic situations, you know, toxic people and you know, situations that you've been in that have been toxic and how to deal with it and how to go about it and just kind of discuss that because I feel like it's a very important topic to have because we all have lived through and been through a toxic situation before. So um, talking about it definitely helps as we've been kind of doing already uh, in, in the past with different topics. But before we go on and, and, and like I said, introduce our guests, um, Ali, uh, we want to just also mention that, number one, if you want to call in with any of the topics that we have, um, our number is 313-306-1750. Again, the number is 313-306-1750. You are more than welcome to call, and we can have a conversation over the phone. Uh, I, I told my family we might have to make a phone call today because uh, we were in the middle of a toxic situation. I told them, I was, I'm going to call y'all out. I'm going to call y'all out. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, and Qamar Zindani chiming in. By the way, Qamar was on the show last week. Thank you, Qamar. It was an amazing time. Uh, hello, beautiful people. And then life is great, L-I-G. Did we, did we mention that? L-I-G. All right. Life is great. But sponsors. So our two sponsors today is Gift to Gain and Leo's Coney Island in Royal Oak. And I'm going to start off with Leo's Coney Island in Royal Oak. Um, Leo's Coney Island Royal Oak is located on 10 South Main Street. Their number is 1248-336-8093. They serve delicious American-style food. They're known for their conies, fried chicken, gyro, breakfast, chili, etc. Leo's conies have been around for a very long time. But to me, the best of all, Leo's is the one that is in Royal Oak. Uh, thank you to Umar Al-Halimi. I really appreciate that, uh, his sponsorship as well. And again, the second one is Give to Gain. We'll get into that later on. With all that said, it's time to get the show on the road. It's time to get the show going. And uh, first of all, Maali, can you please um, introduce yourself for people that are watching and what you do and um, anything that you want to share with us? So my name is Maali Luqman. Um, I do a lot of different things. I have a passion for community work. Um, so I have a background in education, uh, international relations, and diversity, equity, inclusion work. Um, I just completed a fellowship in diversity, equity, inclusion with Kellogg's and the Center for Creative Leadership. Um, cool. And I'm looking forward to putting that into use soon, inshallah. Um, so, yeah, like my passion just lies in like serving the community and uh, things of that sort. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Shay Matt introduced us to you, so we appreciate that, Shay. Uh, Again? Yeah. I got my, no, no, I'm no, not about not, to do no, this. I said, I said you introduced. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is my girl. Yeah. But you better release it, no? Wait, there's some, okay. Uh-uh. I got to learn from the young people. Get, get in there. Right. Much better. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Shame, I appreciate you as well. Always. All right. And again, the topic's about toxic. Uh, I was. I had to Google how to say toxicity. All right. That's how I got to say it fast. I have to make sure I worked on it. Seriously, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Say it, Ivan. Toxic. Wait. Yeah, sorry. exactly. You're, it's not. You're making not me easy. think about it more than Go I ahead. need to. Toxicity. Toxicity. Wait, right? Toxicity. <laughs> Toxicity. Toxicity. 
Yes, yes that, is best, that is the way how you say it. What's going on, guys? Yeah, it's having a hard time. Repeat after me. Toxicity. Toxicity. Yeah, kind of like off your tongue, like toxicity. Toxicity. Let it go. I had a hard time when I was a kid saying metabolism. I used to say metabolism. Wait, what did I say? You, you said, said it metabolism. right. You said it right. You said it right. Or metabolism. I don't. I used to yeah. say it wrong. I used to say it wrong when I was a kid. That's definitely how you said it. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely how you said that it. That sounds like it right there. But uh, Shayma, since you kind of can say that really well. Um, oh God, here we go. We can start off with you. All right. All right. So, what are some ways a relationship or a situation can be toxic? And uh, it was kind of broad, but we want to kind of start off. People are, so they are wondering. They might be watching. Like, what is toxic? Like, what does that even mean? So. Uh, what are some ways a relationship or a situation can be toxic? Okay, so like, let's define what toxic really means first, right? So toxic, toxicity, right, or the relation of toxicness is is rather when your brain or the there's an imbalance and it's straying more on the side that you don't like, right? So like, let's just be real. If something is not working or if something's not going good, there's a level of toxicity that's in place, right? Whether you can recognize it or not, right? So toxicity is the enablement of the bad thoughts that are continuing to happen that then project on your life and then they have a lot more to project, right? So um, there's a way that the word toxic can project in so many different ways in life. And you said a great one, which is relationships, right? So relationship, that's like a, that's like a room. It's like a, like a, almost like a celebration for toxicity to come and play. Um, And the reason why it's there to come to play is because there's stuff that people don't utilize good, so then your mind starts doing the thinking for the other person, and then that's just a room for disaster. So room where there's no communication, room where there's no understanding, a room where there's um, a lot of judgment, that's a recipe for disaster, and that's a recipe for toxicity, right? So that in itself can just be three ways that um, toxicity can be manifested in a relationship through n- not being able to communicate well, through, um, you know, not, and that comes with like, you know, keeping stuff away from your partner or keeping stuff away from your parents because, right, re- when we say relationship, it doesn't have to be intimate. It can just be a relationship in general, and yeah. toxicity grows in every single relationship, whether it's from a mother to daughter relationship, whether it's, you know, father to daughter or siblings or you know your your intimate partner or whoever the case may be there's toxicity or toxicity can play in any in, in any realm of that of those worlds so a lot of those things come from the three things miscommunication a judgmental mind and the lack of understanding right so just in, in a nutshell that's what i believe um is a recipe for toxicity and Maya, you want to add on to that? Basically, I guess, what are some ways or a situation that can be toxic that she kind of did not mention? Yeah, so like Shayma mentioned, the first thing we have to do is define toxicity. What does toxic mean, right? And so what I think of when I think of toxic is something that's destructive, something that is draining, and something that is like a poison. It's poisonous. Mm-hmm. Um, it stunts your growth. Uh, it has a lot of neg- negativity to it. Um, and so I think it's also important to like distinguish between toxic and just difficult circumstances, right? Um, So I would give the example of like poison versus medicine, right? Poison, both of them taste bitter. Um, One destroys and it kills, right? It's very harmful for you. Um, And then one, although it tastes bitter, it's healing, it's got therapeutic potentials, it can promote wellness, right? And so you have these two examples of things that are very similar, but one of them is toxic for you, it's poisonous. Um, so my point with that is that not everything that has a bitter taste is toxic. When we apply that with like relationships 
or even like work environments or any other experience, I think that's how you would assess. Like, do I feel like my light is my, you know, I have to dim my shine in this environment. Do I feel mm -hmm. like, um, you know, this environment is tarnishing my purity, right? Because mm -hmm. um, some people will, will, they'll throw in the towel when they're in a difficult, say, relationship and it might not be toxic and they might think it's toxic and just get in the habit of abandoning relationships and giving up on relationships when things get difficult. And that, that becomes toxic, right? Yeah. So you have to know the difference between what's toxic and what are some normal life challenges. And the way I would say you can assess that is by, by like really recognizing, is this poison or is this just a, a difficulty if that's part of life? Um, yeah, is that yeah, a question? Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> does, definitely does. Uh, and we got Kamar saying, speaking Ma'ali, so she's already agreeing with you, so uh, appreciate that. And so, uh, Big Sis, do you want to add on to anything that they were just mentioning? Um, I love how you mentioned how, like, realizing what is toxic and what is just a tough situation that you have to get through. And I feel like a lot of people have that issue of just trying to figure out, because, um, you know, we all are learning and we're all going through life and it gets difficult at times. So, um, for me, I think anything is toxic that kind of um, screws with your equilibrium, you know, your peace. Um, like, people that are not trying to promote a better version of yourself or whatever. Um, and then you guys kind of summed it up perfectly as well. Yeah, and then we have Hanan, uh, Hanan Hain K. Uh, by the way, shout out to Hanan. Uh, she is saying, what are scenarios and situations of being toxic? Um, we're going to get into that. That was one of our questions later on in the show, Hanan. So if you want to stick with us, we're going to definitely jump into that as well. Um, but did you want to add anything else about the first question? Because now we can move on to question number two. And I, I wanted to start off with you, Ma'ali. So why is it important for people to get themselves out of a toxic situation? So getting out of a toxic situation, you actually have an opportunity to flourish and reach your highest potential. And not just that, it's toxic, again, is poisonous, right? So even if we're not talking about like from a medical perspective, right? You think of toxic environment, you think of factories and pollution, but there are toxic emotional environments, right? So if you're in an abusive situation, abusive uh, relationship, abusive family home, right? You're never really gonna recognize your potential because you're absorbing all that toxicity, you're absorbing all that negativity, you're internalizing it, and you're starting to really, really believe that that's your worth, right? So when you step away from that, and you have more of that like clarity and kind of a, like you're in fresh air, so to say, when you're out of that environment, you're giving yourself a chance to detox. And we kind of talked about detox before we got on here. Yes. And once you detox, you really can get in touch with the healthier version of yourself and you can really recognize your strengths. Definitely. Definitely. Did you want to um, also go into that? Why is it important to get yourself out of a toxic situation? Um, you only have one life to live. Right, And if you're going to live it in a way where you can't grow or you can't achieve your um, dreams and your goals and your ambitions and you can't be true to who you are and your true self, then what is there to do? So if you're staying in that toxic environment, like Mahadi said, you're not going to grow. You're not going to see the best version of yourself. So, um, yeah, you... Like you're doing it to yourself almost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and that's what it is, guys, ultimately. Toxicity, recognize it because ultimately whatever ailment that you're going through, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing, right? It's your life. Own it. 
Own your life. Own the things that you need to work on. Because guess what? Those are your specific problems that you get to fix and you get to master, right? And that's literally how simple we can break it down to. It's as simple as, like, let's say my issue is I don't like to talk about my problems, right? And I'm the type of person that I bottle stuff up, right? And I'm just, I'm not going to be the person. I'm just going to hold it and hold it in. One day, whether it's going to be 30 days from now or 30 years from now, you will you will explode. And it's going to be not when you want it, not to the person that you want to give it to. It's, it's going to come randomly, right? And you're going to be projecting it to the wrong person at the wrong time at the wrong crowd, right? So it's as simple as realizing how simple the problem is. And you have to fix it because it stems from your brain and it's the releasing of the chemicals and all of that good stuff. And listen, regardless of what way that you're going to look at it, if you want to look at it from the spiritual aspect or if you want to look at it from the actual physical aspect, if you're if you can recognize that there's a problem in your life, fix it, right? That's, that's the toxic, that's the toxic, toxic part in your life that you need to own because once you own it, man, oh man, do you become powerful, right? So I think, I think it's very important to realize that it stems from within and the, the longer that you hold off on fixing that specific problem, the longer you suffer in that specific ailment. You know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start asking this question for every topic that we have because I kind of want to, I'm interested to know, um, and this probably could like give, get a little mini debate going on. Every time we talk about something uh, and just hearing your answers, I wonder if, what are your thoughts if which gender is more toxic to themselves? Uh, is it the females or See, the males? I think that's a relative question. That's, it depends on the person and the situation that they're in, the, in their crowd and their environment. Like you can't do that. Yeah, I don't. I, I hate the divi- Okay, so I hate titles. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there because Equal. when I hear that, yeah, when I hear, when I hear that, I just I'm just wondering because I feel like guys don't master that part right there. Like we have a very hard time of talking about what it is because that's okay. our problem. And and here's my thing though. See, when you recognize, and I'm sorry, guys, I talk a lot, but when you recognize what your specific problem is, then you own it, right? So. A guy is not going to be like, <laughs> I have pride problems, right? I will. I will. Yeah. A girl will. A girl is more Stronger likely person. to own up to what they have problems with. So me now, now that I tell myself, like, I got the Yemeni pride, I'm not going to lie to you. I do. I have that little bit of pride in me, but what did I do? I started realizing it, recognizing that I have a problem, and now I use it to my benefit. I use it when it works. And when it doesn't, I leave it alone, right? And that's a beauty because you know your relationship. Nobody knows you better than you. Nobody knows you better than you, but you are your worst critic. You are the person that's going to put you way worse than you actually are. So the situation in your life that you really are in, your brain makes you think that you're 10 times worse than where you actually are in life. You see what I'm saying? So like with guys, they're going to hold it. They're, it's just going to end up creating their identity. And almost creating this like armor that goes right on top of them. And you'll never see who they really truly are. And that's sad. That's sad because now we don't know another human being. We don't know that another, that other human being's true character or their true potential because they're masking it, right? And they're masking it with toxicity. They're max, masking it with the problems that they don't want to deal with. And it all stems back to the problem of one right? So there was one problem that just kept them going and going and going and going and going and going. And now that became like their, their, like their armor, which is like, which would be like, which would be like that pride analogy, right? So like something happened in their life that stemmed off like, oh, I need to have this, like, this, like, you know, this, like, oh, in them. And then it just grows and grows and grows. And now it becomes an identity on who they are. You know how many men I know that show zero emotion? 
You know how many people, how many men I know that don't say I miss you or I, I love you to the people that are in their lives? Do you know how many people, do you know how many people I know that literally will be in, a female will be in full blown out tears in front of a guy and they'll just, they don't know what to do with it. And then here you go, you go to a girl and a girl knows exactly what to do. It's like mother nature. And why? Why? Why did society create the female to nurture and the man to be the one that's getting the nurture ring? See, I might be the female that's uh, not female-like. Uh, till this day, if someone's crying next to me, I don't know how to help them cope. Really? I, it's, it's, I don't know. And it's the environment that I was raised in. I was, raised I was gonna boys. say you probably weren't, yeah. ra- you weren't raised in an environment where you had to deal with that kind of yeah. situation. I was raised with boys. You know, and you know. Yeah, that speaks for itself right there. So you weren't even raised under the normal circumstance where like, where I was raised like with females, strong, independent females. That's where I was raised. At. I was raised and somebody's in need, you go help them. You do no, whatever you can. Them, but not, I don't know how to deal, deal with, with crying, it. You know, see, regard, if, I see a sh- I, if I see like somebody even like getting emotional, oh, I'm there. I'm there because I get it. You get what I mean? I understand. I've been there. I've done that, right? So like for me... It's it's just it's just sad that society and the way that we were raised and the way that we come up now it ends up being like this is who they are. Like I beat thirty some years old and you're telling me you don't know how to deal with somebody that's crying? Like this is what society did to us. You're telling me a grown man can't tell his wife he loves her? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Then like that's just but, you know, then again, it stems It's from, that toxicity of that childhood trauma that they were in, and they need to work on that, that, that you know, letting go. They really need to let, work on letting go. And whenever you let go of something, you gain something. So let go of that so you can gain. You're blocking your blessings. Blocking and we'll talk about that on the next question. I wanted yeah. to kind of yep. take a you know, stab at that question. I like how you said society created because it's not, I don't think it's the way we were created by no. God. Right? right, right, right. But society and like you can read tons of research, tons of books. I was just finishing up a book that I'm reading last night and it's, you know, all about love by bell hooks. And the author was talking about how certain things are easier for women to do and it's like being in touch with your emotions. Socially, that's more acceptable for women to be vulnerable and men not to be because men are supposed to be protectors. And we all know that that's not really the healthiest way. You can be a protector and still be in tune with your emotions, right? So we all know the term, or we've heard of toxic masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But we, you never really hear toxic femininity, although I think that exists. It, in so it, that's exists. definitely a thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It does exist. Yes. Because I know a lot of women tend to hold themselves back because <laughs> they're conditioned. Like, men are supposed to be masculine, and you're supposed to be vulnerable. So women tend to shrink themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't want to be too outspoken because I'm going to be intimidating. I've and that becomes myself toxic. for years. Yeah, years. and that becomes toxic because you, you put yourself in this dark corner, right? And that's what toxicity is. It's like a cloud, right? And your positive potential is like the light, right? And we, we did a talk, actually, not mm-hmm. too long ago about toxic positivity, which is a, a whole nother um, concept. But it's having that right balance. Um, and I, uh, there was a couple of things I write, wrote down because I didn't want to um, miss some of the points you made. They were really good points. But um, yeah, it just goes back to vulnerability. Like what does society allow? What is it? What are the gender norms that we've gotten accustomed to? Mm-hmm. And again, th- that's not divine. That's not the way we were created. Right. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I wanted to also mention that is because I know that guys are going to listen up and I wanted them to understand that 
they they are part of the problem as well with being toxic and stuff like that to themselves. And I encourage all these guys that are listening and like hear it out. These are three single girls that are telling you what the problem is, man. Like take the advice, take it, listen, do it, apply the work. You know what I mean? Whether you want to recognize it or not. You got to fix yourself. You got to do the work. So this is, this is why I love Table Talk Tuesdays because we let people know that we all are all going through it. Yeah. And we're all holding ourselves accountable to actually doing the work, right? That's literally all we have to do is once we get the work going and once we start seeing it and moving it and do actually doing it, we'll be better people. We'll be a better, a better community, a better society, right? And, that's, and I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of to fix toxicity, and we'll talk about that, I know that that's going to be a question, is actually, you know, no, I'll hold off on that one. Yeah, I'll hold By the way, Gary Jordan said, speak, so true, Shay. So we had a guy time him about what you were talking about. Um, and then my wife said, I'm the same way at Shay. It breaks my heart when I see someone shed a tear. And Qamar Zindani said, it's recognizing and not allowing fear to get the best of you and acknowledge that it takes you to change anything in your life. Um, so acknowledging it is the first step for sure. Um, about a toxic situation and we're gonna keep the ball rolling. Um, we're gonna keep the ball rolling We're gonna move on to question number three and this is a good one I'm gonna start off with you Abid and I when I sent this question I was like, yeah I feel like this is something I, I want to listen to and just to hear your opinions and it's why is it hard for people to get out of toxic situations and I know every situation might be different but I guess if you could Maybe even address situations or just... Can we all write the word that we think that this is it and then put it, crumble it up, put it on the table, and then we're going to see if we all... Word? Yeah. The one word that you would think... You don't have a word? Not a word. Oh, I have a word. A a word uh, to answer why is it hard for Yeah, just one... Don't look at my word. I'm not looking at your word. Stay (laughs) well No, I kind of have something in mind already. I want to see if it's just going to be comfortable. Um. I have something, yeah, of course. Don't look at my word. Okay, nobody's... I heard, did you guys see that? I said my word out loud. I heard your word, but it's not the word that I wanted. Okay. Um, I want to see. I just, I'm so curious to see if we have similar points. Just one word. Just one r- one word. I'm adding. I want two words. Can I get that? I like words. I'm a very wordy yeah, person. Okay. No, I can't do it too, but, you know, I feel a force right okay. now. Okay. Uh, Okay. Kind of pressured a little bit too. Yeah, I like. I'm gonna start doing random games in the middle of our segments. Oh, yeah. you guys use little papers. I use whole page. All right. Well, we know we, we know which one is Ali's. <laughs> I'll open them. All right. So because you're gonna no, answer the question you have first. to go first. No, that's not how we wait. do this. Yeah. I'm gonna see them at the. We're gonna see if all of our if Answers. we're similar at the end. Okay. Okay. Why at the end? So. Because then we're all gonna change our ideas. Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna change my idea for don't. sure if I hear y'all. No, yeah, yeah, don't. We all don't. have our own minds. We all have our own backgrounds, and we're all gonna have different, you know. Yeah. That's why I did the whole gate. Okay. Can you just go? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Abby. So um, I forgot the question. The question <laughs> basically is um, why is it hard to yeah. leave a toxic yeah. situation? Okay. So every situation has, you know, a, a different, you know, reason. If we're looking at a marriage, you're in a toxic marriage, right? You have kids involved, you have a house, you have jobs, you have uh, financial security. There's so much more, you know, to think about and to put into it. You know, some people, it's easy. Hey, you're toxic. I realized it. You're not growing with me. I can't be myself. You know, I can live on my own or whatever. They move on. Some people are, you know, I'm going to use your <laughs> No, you better not. You know it. Well, I'm not going to use that word. Uh, she knows my word, guys. Word. I'm going to try to think of a synonym. You can of, say of, it. You com- can say it. They're comfortable. Yeah. You know? They're used to it. It's, it's a routine. It's like whatever. They're both living their own separate lives in the same house, but they're, you know, but it's toxic, you know? Yeah. 
other people, uh, let's say family members, like other family members, you know, if it's your, your mom, your dad, your, your aunt that just is on your head all the time, not, you know, um, that's very difficult. Family, family was my word, just, just, just to put it out there, because yeah. we already know your word. Family was my word, like, you can't, like, it's hard, that's when you have to create boundaries and stuff, but we're going to get into that later. So, every, uh, a workplace, okay, mm -hmm. sometimes you have, that's your boss. You know, that's, that's your, that's what your, you know, your check. That's how you're living. That's how you're, like, the situation. I feel like it all depends on the situation. That's how it's hard to get out of. And they, they just don't know the steps that they need to take to get out of the toxic um, situation. So I'll let you guys also explain. do you want to go ahead? Yeah, so I think, okay, it's hard to get out because of different factors. Um, change is never easy, right? We're just people of, or people in general. Was that your like, word? Which one? Change was never easy? That's not one word. <laughs> but like you could have not then no spaces. I like a hashtag. hashtag. <laughs> I could have wrote a whole like <laughs> sentence or a paragraph and just left no space. But that's a good point. That was a good one. Yeah, that's a very good point. But people, it's kind of like it. I'll talk, well, you'll find out where it is. But it's just, we're creatures of habit, right? So people get used to their routine, their habit. They get comfortable with it. That's not my word, but they get comfortable. They get settled in. It's safe. I, I was thinking, yeah, I kind of was guessing maybe you used that word. Um, they get used to that safety of knowing what's going to happen. So the fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you what my word is? Yes. My word was unknown. Oh, that's a good one. That's because a good one. I, you'll, I can only choose one. But like the fear of the that's unknown, good. right? Because sometimes like a person will stay in such a toxic situation. And like maybe if you're blessed to be in a better situation and you kind of look in and you're like, why are you even staying? Like, for example, this domestic abusive relationship and, you know, she'll be like, this is all I know. I got married young or whatever. I'm dependent on him. So dependency was another another reason that I had thought of. Mm -hmm. You're trauma bonded, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you're attached to this person because emotionally they just messed with you. Um, you think you love them, right? So even if it's family and they're, like, a blood relative, a parent, a sibling, right? You do love them even if they're toxic. And you don't know how to establish, like, healthy boundaries. So you're just like, this is all I know. I have to stick this out. And you're afraid to leave, right? Yeah. So that fear of the unknown is, I think, something that keeps people stuck. Definitely. You want me to go? All right. Well, me, um, Rock, paper, I'm going to go straight into the, the word go. because it kind of leads to what I was going to say. And, I mean, again, I'm coming from a person, a, a male perspective, and I think it's ego slash pride. You know, we kind of mentioned it. But, you know, we... I'm going to use an example. Let's say someone's first relationship didn't work out. You don't want to be the guy that then now is divorcing one or two or three different women. Like, it's just a look that nobody wants to walk around with. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so people stick with that person, even if it's the first one. Nobody wants that to even happen or right. even get Sometimes to that point. Sometimes it's cheaper to keep her, right? Yeah, it's cheaper to keep her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it is a lie that is true, you know? And so... I'm sorry. I got a male mind sometimes, and I'm like, I need to... I'm, I can't, but... That was a great one. Or, or I, so I call on it... Point, that was so... That was a great one. I call that six mile, too, but it's okay. That is a six mile. Definitely six mile. Definitely six mile. But yeah, I just think it's, it's ego, and it's pride, I I think people, um, especially males, like to not talk about this stuff, not even address it, you know, kind of push it to the side. Uh, it might bother them, but they rather just, you know, let it go and just keep moving rather than addressing it. And it might even last a lifetime, but they just keep it going. And I think it's just because of the fact that what are their friends or what are the other male figures are going to say? What is our parents, the older heads, you know what I mean? And, and it's just a judgmental situation that they don't even want to walk into. So, 
you know, they don't want to get into that, but that's kind of I'm glad you mentioned the male perspective because, like, I'm recently learning that, to be honest. Like, I always grew up thinking that women were afraid of divorce, right? And... That's that. Men are equally as afraid of divorce. Mm-hmm. They're afraid of the label. They're afraid of the stigma. I mm-hmm. was so surprised. Like I learned that later in life, because I'm. You know, it's just we get so much pressure as females, right? But a lot of men are so afraid of divorce because they're afraid they're going to be looked at as failures. They're afraid they're going to be judged, like you said, that oh, you abandoned this woman or whatever, you know. Um, and I didn't realize that a lot of men stay in toxic situations because of that. They fear family. Uh, so all these pressures that we women experience, a lot of men experience them too, mm-hmm. and that becomes toxic. And and, and there, you know, there's reasonings like, for instance, family. You know, a guy, it's a lot harder for them to take care of kids if that's what they decide to do. So having that fear also definitely matters because you know, guys, we they're afraid to lose their kids. Yeah, like, I've known men yeah. that you know had shared with me. I'm afraid to get divorced from a really toxic situation because she's going to take my kids away from me. 100%. And I used to, like, that's something I'm learning because of conversations like this where we can have honest, respectful, open conversations with our brothers. Yes. And I used to always think, oh, wow, I just automatically assumed that people would, the mom would take the kids and guys were cool with it. But a lot of men are afraid of missing out on uh, being present in their kids' lives and they stay in toxic marriages because they're too afraid to find a way that works yeah. for everyone. Which, which, honestly, you guys, and every word, and I'm so curious. Let me see what you guys wrote on your papers. Okay. Throw them to me. You took them out? I know, but I'm just curious. I want to see. I can, I can see. You put the fear of the unknown, which honestly goes to what I have to say. And then um, Ahmad said ego and um, pride. pride. And then, did you say uh, comfort? Fam- family. family? Yeah. Okay. So basically, all of that is, that was mine. I read off mine. I couldn't even see my own handwriting. But basically, all stems off from comfortability. It's just being, it's being in that state of being comfortable. You don't want to change because you're comfortable. You don't want to leave the guy because you're comfortable. You don't want to leave your wife because you're comfortable. You don't want to have to deal with a split household because it's comfortable, right? Change is, is uncomfortable. And, and what is our slogan? What's our slogan for the show? Let's get uncomfortable. Let's get comfortable getting uncomfortable. And we're literally defying the toxicity of, of society. Isn't that what we're doing here? Yeah. So like we're doing the work and that's the whole stemming of comfortability. It's you get so comfortable that you, you, you almost get blind by everything that is telling you red flag or uh, uh, it's in your face almost and you can't even see it because you're comfortable and you're almost so comfortable suffering that the minute you stop suffering you get a sense of guilt almost yeah. right mm-hmm. so like and that's something that i feel that every day thank you but yeah like seriously think about it when 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 you start getting out of your comfort zone or when you start doing something that you can't for recognize you. for you whether it's something good or bad right whether you realize you're doing something good or good, you, you're out of your comfort zone so s- sometimes you take that as a sense of guilt and like for me when i do when i when i start seeing better things in my life and this is something that i'm working on personally is when i start seeing good in my life i feel good I mean, I feel guilty that I'm not suffering almost. You know what I mean? Like, so it works both ways. So when you're in a set of changing, you're almost like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to fix my life because it might affect my children's life. That's guilt, right? You're, you're afraid of change. It's, you're, you're comfortable. It's literally just as simple as that. You're just really, really, really comfortable. Yeah, definitely. Can I um, just, can I like comment what she said? So I like how you mentioned guilt. Um, I think that's because we get so accustomed to like emotional stress and turmoil and, and things of that, like of that sort or like trauma. Right. And so like 
people that grew up in toxic environments, right, they develop like a stress addiction. Yes. So when you're at peace, when there isn't something stressing you, and I'm like, I don't know how many of you have experienced this or how many of you have grown out of it, or you know people that when they're at peace, they're like, something's wrong. And oh, they look my for life. a reason, they look for a reason to stress. Yep. And it's like, you know, yo, meditate, you know, calm down. You don't have, alhamdulillah, you're okay. You don't have to stress. You don't have to be in that constant state. And it's because they got so used to being in those environments, I would say it's toxic, right? Which, which, and toxicity, when you're in that level of toxicity, okay, here, here's, here's something, here's something that, like, well, it'll make your brain think, okay? When you're in the state, stage of toxicity, okay, you are in the stage of flight or fight. Think about it. When you're in the stage of toxicity, you're almost in survival mode, right? You can't live if you're trying to survive, you cannot live if you're trying to survive. If you're trying to survive, all you're doing is you're just trying to survive, right? So then when you actually have the motion that I'm trying to live, right? So now you're doing the work, right? You're doing the efforts in order to make yourself live better. So but when we go back to the whole word of toxicity, remember that you're in the state of flight or fight, and that stems off of survival mode, right? You're not in a, you got to get out of that survival mode for you to start seeing your life better. You want to see your life better? You have to get out of survival mode. You have to start putting in the work, right? So I think that's really important to mention. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to flourish, yep. right? Or they say, uh, optimize. You're not going to survive. You're, yep. you're not. You're going to thrive, right? And that only happens. You can only thrive in healthy environments. And so, like when it comes to guilt, like wellness isn't something to ever feel guilty about because right. when you're well and you're whole and you're able to reach your optimal potential, then you're you can be there for everyone else, yes. right? You can be a better support. You can be a better parent. You can be a better spouse. You can be a better uh, teacher, professional, whatever it is you do, when you're well and you're okay, you can show up and perform much better than if you're constantly drained and consumed, right? So it's not something you should feel guilty about. Like that self-care, that, you know, giving yourself what you need is actually good not just for you, it's selfless. It's good for everyone that, that crosses your path. 100%. Did you want to add on anything else? Um, I love how you mentioned, so we talked about being in a relationship because of kids or whatever, and I know this might be kind of going sidebar or whatever, but a lot of people don't realize that when you're in a relationship that's toxic and you have kids, you're actually making it worse for your children. And like you said, leaving the toxic situation and being a better, um, you know, having a, just being able to be a better version of yourself will help you become a better version of a parent to your children. So that's like the biggest thing that I keep telling, like, listen, people get so scared. Like, oh, the children are, are going to suffer. No, they're suffering with you guys at home. And I know, you know so many families, so many families, fam in my family too, like in my families, you know what I mean? That it is so much better for the for the, the, the couple to get divorced and the kids learn how to deal with both of it, have a relationship with the mom and the dad, then stay in a toxic household. You know, the, it's so hard when the, when there's no relationship from the fundamental development, which is mom and dad, when they don't have a relationship and now the children are trying to, to figure out what is a relationship, right? Yeah. So there are so many times where you're not changing and it would have been the best thing for you and your family because you were so comfortable staying in that toxic relationship. Your and children want to see you happy. Right. You know what we never talked about too? And I think this is really important because we're girls too and I think this is more effective on our lives than anything. And you know what, guys too, Allah, guys too, uh, toxic friendships. Oh, you know what? I was going to say, let me say something. I was going to get into that. You that. Okay. That you just brought that up. 
I mean, that was my answer for one of the questions. Okay. You know, you there's counseling. For I want to actually hear the dude's perspective on the toxic friendships too. So what were you saying? So there's counselors for marriage. There's counselors for um, families. There's counseling for the workplace. There's no counseling for friends. For friends. That's so true. There's no counseling for friends. And you need your sister tribe or maybe your bros, right? Yeah. You do. You really do. You yeah. really do. You know, and you know what? Saying this to... saying this from a girl that... And, and, uh, and, uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I cut people off left and right because I don't want to put in... The, like, there's nothing. There's nothing there. It's usually... You you know that if a friend... If it's not an equal relationship, what do you do? You cut them off. Yeah, but if there was cool. something instilled where we can... Better, you know how many people that I've, like... I low-key, like, don't talk to anymore, but I wish we talked to if we just fixed on our problem? Like, it's such a little problem, and if we actually did the work and we put in the effort, we would have been able to s salvage something? Yeah. You're absolutely right, girl. Nani. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, it's, it's definitely. I wanted to before you like move on. I just wanted to like comment on what you said about the divorce because I think that's so profound, right? Like God allowed, you know, like we believe God allowed divorce for a reason, not because it's bad. Because I know people always get guilted when they're going through divorce. Like, oh, this is mm -hmm. one of the worst things Allah allowed, but He allowed it for a reason, right? Right. So it's like it, it's there to prevent people from living in toxic environments right. because we, you know, like I don't want to get too much into faith because you probably have like a you know interfaith uh, following, but mm -hmm. just in general, right? It's to preserve um, a, a living a household where there's peace and there's tranquility and there is ease, and to prevent from people from becoming toxic. God allowed this outlet. Things are just spiraling downward. Right. And I see people that are so afraid of divorce, and like my parents were divorced, right? And alhamdulillah, I had a great upbringing, right? Like my yeah. household, like living with my mom was always at peace. Alhamdulillah, you know, like we we grew up really well. Me and my siblings, it was comfortable. We grew up very emotionally like. Um, healthy, okay. you know, yeah, and we had a lot of clarity and things of that sort. And I used to kind of in the back of my mind when I was younger, I used to think, Oh, it must have been nice for my friends that had both parents in the household. Then, when I got older, I started to recognize because a lot of my friends and my sister's friends and even my brother's friends they'd always come hang out at our house mm -hmm. like all the time. And so, I guess parents felt comfortable because my mom, you know, it's like, like if you're girls, yeah. it's like girls in the house. Mm -hmm. But part of it too is like I felt like my I learned later that my friends would come hang out there because our home had this ease to it, yeah. And when I grew up and I matured and I got to know more about relationships and things of that sort, I started to realize that just because you're married, happiness and peace is not the default. And sadly, oh, no. it should be. And a lot of people you. grew up in very toxic homes. Yeah. And so they missed out on healthy emotional development. Yep. They missed out on knowing how to communicate and articulate their needs emotionally or whatever. Um, they missed out on anger management, right? Because they grew up in a household that was toxic where mom and dad were always fighting or angry or a cold war type of like a cold environment where love wasn't being expressed. And so they learned that that's a normal relationship, which it's not. It's a bad example that, you know, of a relationship. So like you learn from situations that, that like that, that like parent, kids that grow up in a healthy, nourishing environment and they don't see an example of bad marriage, will have a better understanding of healthy marriage than a kid who grew up in an environment where all they saw was a bad marriage. Because, because that's what I, they're going to think is okay. Yeah, because mm -hmm. I, I know for me, like I know what my standards are for marriage. And there are things that I know people will put up with that I never would, even though I didn't grow up with parents who were married. Because I didn't have a bad example to look up to, right? I knew that, you know, a healthy marriage is supposed to fulfill you in this way, right? right. So. Great conversation.
Great okay. conversation. Um, I like where this is going or where it went, I guess. Uh, and by the way, Qamar Zindani mentioned about people calling in and getting people guys on the show. We're definitely going to do that. Right now, we're kind of like doing this thing where we're getting uh, Yemeni representation because we don't usually... Hot and heavy. Yeah, so we're we're doing that. But we definitely, that's what Shaman was talking about before the show as well. And if anybody wants to call in again, the number is 313-306-1750. Again, it's 313-306-1750. And Ahmad, before you, before you move on, I kind of want to address that comment, if you don't mind. I mean, like, when we first started this channel, and I know we went back and forth a lot, but um, one of the biggest things that we wanted to do is we wanted to actually empower and encourage that the Yemeni female community to start using their voice, right? And the fact... That episode after episode after episode, we've been able to fill in that chair with a powerful Yemenia where she's able to empower and to encourage her community and her friends and her family, whoever, and now they're coming. That's power. That's huge. So we're doing what we want right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're actually doing what we want. Yeah. Well, our team, what we had going on and what we got cooking, we're doing it. So just, just, just grow with us, yeah, man. Exactly. Just go, flow with us, see what we're going to be about because... We got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's exactly my point. I know people, people are giving me ideas. People tell me, I'm like, guys, this is a marathon. It's not right. a sprint. Like, it's I not a sprint. You, yeah. We, get we, got, we, got, we got all year. Yeah. <laughs> at least with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing is, like, take our time, you know, one step at a time. Um, but we'll get there, inshallah. So we'll want to have those conversations. Um, and we want to get to that as well. But let's move on to the next one. And this is the sharing part. Sharing is caring and it can be fun, right? So, if you feel like sharing, um, tell us about a toxic situ- situation that you've been in. Uh, I like to start this just so I can, like, you know, uh, what is it called when you crack, what is it? Ice? Break the ice. Break the ice. I was like, crack the ice. All right, break the ice. I mean, I'm going to go back kind of what I was talking about uh, last week. Um, and I'm always going to come from a guy's perspective, just a little bit a little different. I could talk about anything. I could talk from this perspective, this perspective. <laughs> but I'm going to bring it from a guy's perspective just because. You are um, a guy. Yeah, because I am a guy, and we want to make sure we share that as well in this uh, table sometimes. You guys but, can tell by the beard and yeah. the hat and the 50 million jerseys. Behind them. Uh, so basically, uh, toxic situation. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, not to get into specific details with names or anything like that. But first of all, uh, family can be very toxic. Uh, family can be probably the most toxic people, to be honest with you, because they know you the most. Yeah. And to use that situation uh, to a, a negative... Because my wife was over here mentioning that toxic, you know, being toxic also means being negative, which I agree with as well. Uh, and to use that to negativity, like I think that's the worst kind of toxic behavior because... It can drain you because you have this relationship with this person and you have this relationship and you're so close and you know they know you and yet they're using what they do know you about to their advantage to, to, to get at you and to irk your nerves. And, you know, for someone like me, I'm going to be honest with you, I, I kind of then just shut down. And it's a, it's a toxic behavior. It's a toxic, right. you know, reaction. But it's because of moments of where, you know, you trusted this person, you had a good relationship with them, and the next thing you know, it comes out. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, you know, family has a very, you know, we have a very bad problem of doing that. Like, we dig deep in moments, and then you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm never, ever going to, you know, mention something to this person. And then going to friends, uh, mentioning the friends part of it. Uh, you know, I kind of talked about this last week. Hanging around with people that drain you, like that, that don't, Make, help your growth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then again, anybody that's, don't take offense to this, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to help. Like, we need to have these conversations, right? Mm-hmm. So the way I look at it is people that are just negative, 
that throw, you know, jabs at you, like low-key subliminal, subliminal, yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, they throw comments, and, you know, what I like, I love somebody criticizing me, you know, it's like the hamburger, right, mm -hmm. hey, you're doing a great job, this is what you need to work on, but overall, I'm loving it, mm -hmm. I love that, like, that, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I'm gonna respond to that, right. but if you're just throwing and throwing and throwing, like, throwing a good comment, I'm, I'm gonna listen to you, you know, I'm gonna believe you that, you, you know, you're not just hating, Right. Let's keep well, it real. Like belittling, I belittling your success. Oh, yeah. That, that little podcast. Or right. That little, just you know what I'm saying? In general, yeah. and I just think it's important because uh, it happens too often. Yeah. It happens too often, and and I think that you know when you meet somebody that's very positive, that's when you start to realize like, yo, those other people that I hang out with are so toxic. Like they're negative. Like mm -hmm. why don't I even hang out with them? Because once you actually come across somebody that's like that and that wants you knows they sincerely want the best for you, even though they don't even know you that well. Uh, it, it just it's 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 very inspiring, and then you also realize like yo those people I used to hang out with like yo I I can't mess with them anymore yeah. you know what I'm saying so uh, kind of went off alone a little rat right there um, but I like that and to go off of that one um, and I think like to give a specific example to that is one you said something about family and this is how I feel about family and I mean I love my family to death right but Listen, you, you don't work. choose your family yeah. right it's not your choice. Because I would have never chose half of them. Let's be real. Okay? It, it's not a choice. It's literally, it's your given right. So that's the toxicity that you have to deal with because you have to. Okay? But then there's toxicity that you choose to deal with it because you allow those specific individuals in your life. So now, as a person that projects positivity, okay? I can speak for myself on this. I project positivity in every world, every area that I'm in. I, it's just it's embedded in who I am, right? But because of that, positive people tend to, the, I feel like the negative crowd tends to gravitate towards the, the positive crowd because now they feel like, oh, this is somebody that I can talk to, somebody that I can vent to, somebody that understands me, that's been there, she's done the work, so now I could talk because something, 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 right? But those are the people that you want to stay away from. And I'll tell you why. If anybody's going to suck your energy without asking you, if you have the mental capacity to handle their problems, walk away. How many times, and this is something that I had to learn, like I'm like, why do I sometimes leave conversations and I'm drained, I'm exhausted, why? Because I'm not, I was not in a mental capacity to handle their problems and, and because of the person that I am, I'm still gonna help. I'm still gonna give them the proper advice, I'm still gonna do it even though it's literally killing me, even though it's stressing out my adrenal glands, even though chemical receptors are still releasing in my brain things that you guys cannot see, right? But I, my body can feel it on a microscopic level. So those are the people that you wanna watch out for. The people that can't recognize that you're not Captain Save-A-Bro, right? You need to walk away. Because those are the people that are going to take from your mental clarity and they don't even realize they're doing it. They don't even realize that their toxicity is projecting on you and you have to set your boundaries to realize that it's them, right? So f from all of that, like I've had, I've been in situations like actually my best of best friends where I didn't realize how toxic they were. I didn't realize how much they're sucking from me and I'm just like, I'm allowing it. I'm not getting anything, right? It's not an equal relationship. It's not a friendship. It's not I give you, you take, I take, you give, right? It's you not 50-50. For, for the it's, it's literally a drowning relationship. And I know, I know we've all dealt with a situation where people were just taking away from us because we're all considered positive people, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a situation where you know somebody's literally almost taking advantage of you and in your 
because, I mean, we're smart people. So in our conscious, we can recognize that that's what they're doing, but we still continue to let it happen because you know that they're in a situation that you need to help, but that's just simple toxicity. And once they realize, once they get out of that mental fog and they actually can recognize what's actually going on, they'll realize how, how messed up it was for them to project on you and they didn't even ask. They didn't even ask if you can actually handle it. You know what I mean? Voila. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes I'm just, if, 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 I, if, I don't, if I don't feel the need, if I can't handle a conversation right now, I'm not answering the phone call. I'm just not. I need to take that moment and I need to just breathe. And that's what we and, have to do. And you shouldn't feel bad about that either. Because right. that's part of the problem yep. is that, you know, your Our problem, problem is we don't talk. Yeah. Our problem is we don't communicate. Like, if I literally, if you called me, right, Abid? You called me. You're like, Shema, I want to vent. I'm like, yo, Abid, well, uh, right now, I, I really can't handle it, man. Well, I just had an exam. It killed me. Okay. Right. It that's killed perfect. me. But you know what, Abid? I'm going to call you tomorrow. And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Well, uh, what was wrong with that? Nothing. 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 Why don't we do that? Why don't we do that? Why can't we recognize that there's a problem when you use people, right? And you don't even know. That's toxicity. That's like the embedment of toxicity, and you don't want to allow that in your life. Mm-hmm. So recognize, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Maddie. It, it goes to healthy boundaries. Yes. So like she said, like family, and we all know, you don't get to choose your family. Friends are the family you choose, right? So you can be a little more selective of who you let in your life. With family, it's hard. It's hard to be able to just walk away from someone who's toxic because if everyone else in the world has walked away from this toxic individual and you are say their only family you feel obligated to not abandon them Mm -hmm. right and i think establishing healthy boundaries where you can maintain a capacity to deal with them and help get them the support they need Mm -hmm. is probably the best way that you can fulfill your role as a, a relative right yes um so healthy boundaries even with friendships and like communication like you said like i really can't talk today i'm just Feeling under the weather, weather, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, today's not a good day. That should be fine, right? If you wanna if you wanna have relationships that are sustainable, you don't wanna burn your your relationships out. You don't wanna burn the people in your life out, right? Because we all go through times where we do need support. We do need to reach out to a friend and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way, I need to talk to somebody about it, you know. Like, yeah, therapy is one thing, but you still need your support system, right? Mm-hmm. People that are emotionally invested in your well-being. Right. So you want to be able to have those really heavy conversations with people that are there for you and are committed to to having a relationship with you. But you don't want to burn them out either because everyone has a certain capacity. And the person you're venting to is probably going through something greater. Right. So do the check in like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How's your day going? Kind of get a feel and see if they sound kind of under the weather. Maybe you should hold back. Right. So, yeah, healthy boundaries. Um, And then also just kind of really reflecting on what's the difference between, you know, negativity and toxicity and someone going through a rough time, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I noticed with cancel culture too, people take the opposite extreme. And then that's toxic positivity, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh no, I need good vibes only around me. And I think we talked about that, mm-hmm. right? Good vibes only. If someone comes to me and they're telling me, you know, I just found out my, my mom, God forbid, had uh, some terminal illness, right? And you're like, no, good vibes only go away. Like, no, what kind of a friend on. are you, yeah. right? But there are people that are that sensitive, right? I've come across people that were that sensitive. Like, mm-hmm. if I was going through, a, like, a health crisis and they just were like, no, this is too much for me, right? And yeah. I'm like, oh, whoa, I'm sorry, right? Screening, yeah, I, I hate screening. I was the one going through this, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I'll just pull back and be like, all right, you know, like, you got to be more selective of who you're vulnerable with as well, right? right? Not everyone has the same capacity. But there needs to be a healthy balance, right? Like someone needs your support. If they're approaching it the right way, they're they're trying to create space for themselves. Like hold some space for people. Right. It's a balancing act, right? Right. But um, with healthy boundaries. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. I bet you want to add on to that. Um, I know your question was about stories or whatever. Yeah, or a situation. Or situations. About. Um, you know, we've all have we've all kind of met that person that's toxic that always plays the victim. You know, yeah. The world is against them. Yeah. Nothing can go right, and you're like trying to let them see the brighter side. You're trying to help them. No, no, no. Everybody's trying to get me. You know that playing the victim. Um, also the people that use emotional abuse and that's what, where you were coming from with the whole using what they know about you to get you, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. they know it's going to get under your skin or whatever. Um, pathological liars. <laughs> Somebody told me, sorry guys, but I just have to mention this. Somebody used the same thing on me and they told me, you know how my slogan is Shay Strong? Uh -huh. Somebody told me, Shay Strong, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. People, people are just toxic. so... <laughs> So, pathological you liars, laugh it off. you know, people that actually create scenarios. Yes. Big one. That, like, you know, to make themselves look good or to make, you know, is. I don't want to go into that. That was a great that one. I just see my eyes. I was like, ding. Uh, people that seek to control. Mm -hmm. And that's very toxic as well. Um, you know, I'm not going to say any names or whatever, but I've, a couple of my friends or whatever, they're in like certain marriages or situations where their husband wants to know everything and everything. And it's, it's fine if, if they both agree. But sometimes it's to the point where it's like uh, they can't live. You know what I'm saying? And that's like the abuse of control, not yeah. just the regular. Control. I've lost so many friendships because their husbands made them not be friends with me because I'm too public or I'm too out there. or I'm, and, and it's literally because I don't want you to be anything like her. I don't want you to talk to her. I don't want you to look. Nothing. So you're not allowed to be her friend. I've had that happen to me. And that's the toxicity got to go. Out the dough. Yeah. And then today. people that don't respect any boundaries. The like the, the, the takers that don't, don't yeah. risk, like you guys said, um, with the boundaries. And then just the negative people yeah. that are just negative. So those are all different kind of scenarios that we can, you know, kind of. You can have like narcissists yeah. to that. Yeah. Gaslighting. Oh. Like if, if people don't know what gaslighting is, it's when people kind of like convince, they kind of try to manipulate you mm -hmm. to like, because people, a lot of people don't know what gaslighting is. And some people develop, like, some serious mental issues mental, yeah. because of it. Because they've been, I guess you could say gaslit. I don't know. Who else would say gaslit? But someone's gaslit. gaslighting on them, right? So it's kind of like you manipulate their situation. You try to have them believe that they're crazy. Yes. You make their, their reality seem like it's unreal, right? Like, you lying is involved. Um, I think manipulation is worse than lying because I think it's a sophisticated lie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I'm very repulsed by people who are very manipulative. Like, so those are things to look out for. They're very toxic. Especially if somebody's coming to you saying that, I don't like, I don't like when you do this to me because it makes me feel this way. Because, you know, it's okay to say that. And then they switch it around. Right. And that's gaslighting. When they yeah. switch it around and they make you into the person that, why are you even... What made you even say that? <laughs> my you know? favorite thing. My that. favorite and thing. It's like, bro, what's it's hurting me? Right. Yeah. Or, or another thing that's great is when you feel the need to complain, right? And then now you get your constructive criticism. And I'm not a person that will sit here and be like, oh, do it this way or this. No, I'm giving you constructive criticism. I'm waiting to better your life, right? Now when that person feels some type of offensiveness or they type or they or here's a big one, they draw themselves back, they pull themselves back, they don't want to be as close as they were because they realize that you're giving the advice that they don't really want to hear. I've had that happen to me. I've had a bunch of friends pull back on relationships because you're you're not really letting them vet the way that they want to vet and you're actually giving them actually retainable retainable they progressive they want exactly they're, they're so they're, they're so used to people being comfortably venting and it's like when somebody's here's like actually i can help you with that that's they an actually a problem to you to solutions. solutions and here's my thing though guys 
I don't sell products. I sell solutions, right? So it's not even like, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not even a language that I understand. I can give you a solution. I can help you with your problem. But for us to sit about it and complain day after day, day after day, or conversation after conversation, it's, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, right? And I've had friendships where, seriously, every single conversation that I've had with people, it's, it's something always gets mentioned. And I'd be like, hey, listen, you realize you're talking about this over and over again. Like, it's a problem for you and you need to address it. And then what happens? You realize that you're the one that's calling them all the time. You realize that you're the one that's trying to hang out with them. And then when you actually pay attention and you're like, okay, let me see if it's, if they're actually pulling back. They're pulling back for real. And it's, it's their toxicity that's projecting on you and it's making you feel some type of way like you're not a good enough friend. Right, yeah. and it's 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 because you can't handle the toxicity, and that's something that I love about myself. The toxic realize that it's either this aura either vibrates you in, or it's gonna leave you at the door. Yeah, it's and kind of a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it is. Well, it really is. Filtering out people that are not conducive to your growth in your life without you having to like cut them cut out. them out. It Which just fizzles out almost. Kind of, yeah, exactly. yeah. Like I appreciate opportunities like that. Where I'm like, okay, they kind of found but, their way out of my life. Yep, and I'm just like. Good for them because honestly, like I guess, I guess the positivity was too much for them. That's like a lot of people because when you realize that you're doing the work and you're actually working, a lot of people are lazy and they don't even want to go to work, right? I mean, that pandemic literally showed us that every single person's hiring, so literally nobody wants to put in the work no more, yeah. physically, literally, mentally, spiritually, whateverly. You mentioned um, um, being solution orientated, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, in the works in the workplace, like say for instance, a deadline just popped up or whatever, and then you have team members that are like, "Oh my God, why do they do this to us?" And you know, you know, we're busy, and I'm like, "Okay, so why are we wasting time talking about it? Let's get it done. Let's find a way to get it done." Yeah. And I feel like you know, people might think, "Oh, you're dismissing their their feelings," but at the moment, it's just like you're trying to find a solution to help us forget about that. We already have enough um, tabs in our head that we're thinking about. Right. Why should we sit and dwell on the situation instead of, you know, finding a solution? I'm Did you know? planning on doing something about it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. You're planning on advocating for like, okay, you know, your boss is putting too much workload. You're channeling that energy in a productive way. Then I think, okay, it's not toxic. You're having healthy conversations to find solutions. Yeah. But if it's just like, oh, we just want to sit and complain. And I've had those experiences at work. Yeah. I always used to pull myself away where I'm like, let me just get stuff done. Yeah, yeah. And be productive. But then you'll have your, you know, professional envy. You'll have your colleagues who will get really jealous because you're, you're, you're overperforming, or you're performing well, or you're setting the bar high, right? Okay, I want to say another topic. I want to say yes. I want to say a story. Another topic. I don't know how to say this story because she don't work there anymore. Okay, so I remember I was young when I first started work at Ham, at Hanley, whatever. I was really, really, really young, so I was ambitious. You know, when you're young, you're ambitious, right? Like, I mean, I'm still ambitious, but I was more. I was trying to prove myself. You know. So I remember I, we, we, I went into the EL team or whatever, and there was only two other teachers and me. One of the teachers was really nice and really into it. The other teacher, she was the lead, actually. So there was times where I'm like, I want to grab kids. She's like, oh, no, 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 we're not going to grab kids today. We have to do paperwork. And I'm like, bro, we need to grab kids. Like, and I would be like, I need, to, you know, I need to see the kids or whatever. And she would get mad when I would pull you know, my kids to see them because she didn't want to do any work. Mm -hmm. So that's, you, like, that's huge toxic situation and then she's my lead so i have to kind of listen you know you have to follow by the toxicity Man, and that's why toxicity is controlling you have to break that control toxicity is the perfect folding it's the perfect mold it's literally like putting chocolate in the mold right away and it starts to like get hard right it literally molds you so you need to fight back those 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 thoughts let me tell you this it's funny that you said that because the same the same part of your brain that connects 
the thoughts of your past connects connects the imaging of the future. I had to get that out correctly. But yeah, the images of the future in the same spot of your brain is the same spot that that, that controls your memories of the past. See how powerful? So you can literally make your past your future or you can make your future your past. And it's just as simple as that. And that's and that goes sim- as, as back to like like look. Like I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, but if you guys don't know their teaching their teaching ways, you need to. I bet I love when you go when you show us like your little teaching ways and how you do those little cute games and stuff. Which by the way you need to do squid games with your kids. Listen, they're first graders. Oh, there's no one watch yeah. good game. Oh, yeah, that would have been so much fun. But um Yeah, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> but um but no, well like I, 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 I like that you go above and beyond to find different ways to make the kids connect. Like you almost you almost become a first grader in a sense. Like oh, you, you and I love that because you literally are breaking down every single molding and even your I'm like you're literally playing with the kids. Like you, he'll literally tell me, Oh no, Shema, I can't have a meeting right now because I have to go coach, right? I, I have so I have a meeting with them. So it's like the, these are the things that you're, we're breaking that level of like almost like I'm better than you, I'm bigger than you, and we're, we're leveling with the actual kids, and the kids are the future, right? Yeah. So it's very, very important, and I commend you for that. Wallah. Hold on, let me just make sure she doesn't work there. Both y'all, wallah. I haven't been on the, uh, the sound effects game too good, but we got a lot of people just commented throughout it all. I'm just trying to skim through them. Uh, Tamar Zanetti giving us a shout out, loving our conversation. Uh, Hanan then said, some people go through hard times, so we need to be hand in hand. We need to be a hand of help and assist them, Absolutely. recognize their problems and find solutions. We never know what they go through. Yeah. And then she said she agreed with Abir. And then E. Uh, Yakubovic. All right, I want to make sure I say that right. Uh, we grew up with a lot of Bosnians, so we got to make sure we say that correctly. Uh, can we speak on supporting new local shops, those of sugar? Listen, if you want us, and also spring... Speak on bringing the youth back on Dean. Um, this, that's a topic we can have uh, for another day, inshallah. Uh, just please feel free. We'll even jot that down. We can even think about doing a topic on that one for sure. Um, and people are saying hello. So just want to give a shout out to all of you. Thank you for watching. Uh, we appreciate it as well. Um, and people are liking this conversation. I just want to let you know, Shay, you, it, you came off. She's still going on Instagram for some reason. You came off. Just want okay. to throw that out there too. I'm going to throw that know. back on. Um, Thank you. So moving on now to question number five. And uh, while she's doing that, I guess I'll even give you some time. Uh, I will give a shout out to our second sponsor of the day, which is Give to Gain. Give to Gain is a nonprofit organization that sponsors orphans in Yemen. 100% of all the donations goes to the less fortunate. Um, the people that run Give to Gain, they just want to tell everybody that they appreciate everyone who donate because, you know, that would not be happening without any of us that donate. Um, why Yemen? It's the largest humanitarian crisis in aid operation. Five million people are at risk of famine. Fifteen million people need water or sanitation support. Uh, so, again, shout out to Adaf Rico. We appreciate him. He's the one that acknowledged Give to Gain and wanted to use Give to Gain as an advertiser. He's not the guy that runs the program, but the people that run it would do not want their names to be mentioned. But thank you to those that do that as well. Thank you to Adaf. We appreciate it. Um, and, yes, so now it is time to go on to question number five. And what are some steps? So we kind of talked about, you know, being toxic and situations that are toxic. So what are some steps, by the way? Uh, for those that are watching, remember, we are live on Oz Media 313 YouTube page as well. And then the show will also be on Apple and Spotify podcast under Oz Media after we are done. 
Uh, what's the phone number again? So we got somebody that wants to call. The number is 313-306-1750. Again, it's 313-306-1750. Um, please feel free to call and let us know. So before they call, what are some steps that are toxic? Uh, I mean, what are steps that are toxic? What are some steps people can take to get themselves out of a toxic situation or relationship? Were you about to say something? I was just going to say next time we're going to have to get bored and write down our number. number like, yeah, right just here. keep yeah. it right there. Or like, actually, we could put it on the screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we should. We, we have that, you know, easel. easel. Yeah. We just need to throw it on a, you know, throw up a, a poster board or something yeah. and put it on there. But uh, go ahead. I mean, the phone is here. Did you want to start us off yeah, with I that? Yeah, I can start. Yeah. I, start. I wrote some things down. Okay, so um, the first thing that... Well, it's not the first thing. There's like a bunch of things I feel like and they all play together. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about is uh, avoid playing into their reality. So when someone starts to become toxic or starts to become negative, kind of like tell them like, yo, you know, you're kind of getting negative there. Or if they're starting to talk about someone, you know, like, listen, I, I don't want to be around that energy. Let's keep it, you know, just about us. That right. person's not here. I love Let's that. Let's talk about us. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's number one. Uh, don't, well, don't get drawn in as part of that. Uh, pay attention to how they make you feel. Pay attention to how they make you feel. Uh, sometimes you won't even realize somebody's toxic. You know, they could be like a close family member or a friend or a coworker, and you really like them. You know what I'm saying? You really genuinely like them. And like you said, you leave a situation and you're like um, drained or you're, you don't feel good or whatever. Pay attention to that and talk to them about how, you, how they made you feel, mm -hmm. you know? And if they don't like when you do that, you know, figure it out. Um, Disengage. <laughs> um, I don't say cut them off, but whatever. Cut them off. Um, I'll say it. Put yourself first. Put yourself first. Learn how to say no. Yeah. Some people they take and take and take and take and take, and they don't they don't realize that they're not giving back. You know, you have your your glass, your cup, or whatever. If you're giving, 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 you have nothing left in your cup. Then what is there for you? Um, offer compassion. I don't want to be mean. You know, I, I'm I'm that type of person that tries to be understanding offer compassion but sometimes you just can't give them advice mm -hmm. you just can't if it gets to the point where you know like, I understand you're having a bad day but you know I, I'm busy mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and and disengage and um, remember that you're not at fault you know because at that, that times they make you feel guilty if you want to take a day for yourself and someone needs your help that always asks you for help or whatever and you want to don't feel guilty for spending a day for yourself or don't feel guilty for not engaging in a conversation don't feel guilty for um you know not being that person for them when they're never that person for you you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. put yourself first my... so like when you said saying no that goes back to the boundaries yes. once you get comfortable saying no and establishing healthy boundaries i think when i was in my 20s um, I was still in that phase of like, you know, we're conditioned as women especially to be people pleasers, to be polite, to say okay, to say yes. You know, you're working and you're just saying okay to everything and people are taking advantage of you and you're burning out and you're like skin and bones and you don't even know why because you don't have the power to say no. And I know when I um, reached a point, I don't remember exactly what triggered it, where I finally got to a point where I was like, I can't, I can't continue to burn myself out. And I started saying... No, I remember the first time I used the word no in an uncomfortable situation, how empowered I felt. <laughs> and I was like, this is amazing, right? And so I started saying no to things that I didn't have the capacity for. Mm -hmm. And I started to, to, to get in touch with my own voice, right? Because my voice got drowned out by, you know, everyone else's because I had left no space for myself and I was letting everyone else in by always saying yes, yes, yes. 
So it goes back to setting healthy boundaries. Like you need to be able to preserve your wellness, your figure out your own identity. You need to have those boundaries there for you to be able to find that. So the saying no is, I think a lot of it is healthy boundaries. Like even if someone's going through something, I'm big on compassion too. So I'm the type of person I will hear someone out. Alhamdulillah, I, I feel like I have more of a capacity. Some people don't. Some people are like empaths, you know, like I am somewhat of an empath, but I have the ability to hear someone's issues and be able to support them without it significantly impacting me, right? So some people don't have that capacity and they need to know that. They need to know their strengths. I mean, they need to set healthy boundaries. And I think if you do that, then that way you can manage different relationships without necessarily cutting people off. Um, but that might not work for everyone. Uh, just want to quickly mention that before I pass it on to you. Uh, we can't help everyone, but everyone can help someone. Uh, at John Lennon. Uh, this is a comment from Mr. Orange. Uh, just want to say, Orange, you special with that comment. All right, oh just want to make sure I threw that pun in there. Oh my God, Orange is my color. Yeah, Mr. Orange. Mr. So. Orange. Yes, shout out to Mr. Orange. So, shout out to Mr. Orange. <laughs> uh, Shay, just wanted to throw that pun out there. I tried to set up that pun. But that was a great Shay, one. Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, so do steps. their clapping, actually. I need the computer access. Yeah. I would love for you to uh, do the clapping thing. Um, there you go. And keep up with this stuff. But go ahead. There we go. I should do the sarcastic um, clap. The sitcom. And... <laughs> there you go. I love the sound effect. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how long <laughs> that person is going to go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, Alright, that's it? I don't know when it's going to stop. I don't know when it's going to stop. That is a long one. <laughs> that's a fresh principle. That's the, man, what was that for? Orange, you get, orange, you glad. <laughs> I still can't believe they're still clapping right now, but guys. Alright, so let's just get to it. Um, but I think, honestly, toxicity is, it stems off of, um, honestly, not being able to recognize, right? So when you're able, when you have that power to actually recognize what's actually going on, you become so powerful, right? So there's literally, there's literally this thing that I always go back to and I absolutely don't want to be this thing. So I, li I like to tell people this all the time about me too. You can call me ugly. You can call me fat, skinny, obnoxious, loud, whatever. But what you will not do is you will not disrespect my intelligence, right? I've worked too hard and I've done too many things with the whole MS thing where I've worked twice as hard just to project as normal. So I I'm not going to take it lightly. You're not going to disrespect intelligence. You're not going to call me stupid. You're not going to call me dumb. I'm not. I'm not that, right? So I can recognize that, that that's, that's, that's something that I don't like, right? So when you recognize the certain triggers, when you recognize your triggers, you become that much more powerful. So there's a word, there's a saying that I absolutely try everything in my power not to be the same. And that's the saying that ignorance is bliss, right? So when you're ignorant, you live a blissful life, right? And isn't that what we kind of want? Doesn't everybody want some kind of blissfulness in their life? But if you have the wrong kind of blissfulness in your life, then you're living the wrong life. And you mentioned something earlier, Abid. You literally said we only have one life. We literally only have one life. So if you spend most of it in a toxic environment, then you did that to your one life. You did that to yourself. You couldn't recognize and you couldn't like basically hold them second good enough or you couldn't control it to the point where it literally controlled your life okay and rather again rather you realize that it could have been a mental and these things are not easy right and toxicity can stem from like your personal health it could be a, a loss of somebody but all of that is life all of that equals life right life isn't easy life's a test so toxicity is also another test so you once know, you're recognized oh, 
it's funny that you say that. I feel like everybody has a little bit of toxic in them. Everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So recognize Recognize it. the toxicity. Recognize what what are the triggers that make you toxic, right? Recognize the triggers that make you toxic. Like for me, I could tell you what my a trigger for me is. When I don't feel like I'm supported, it triggers like negative thoughts for me. Okay, and that's the stemming of where my suicidal thoughts come from. When I don't feel the actual support, me being out here in public, I've grown a different type of support for myself. So I no longer feel that because I'm like, okay, Shayma, so you want to feel sad? You want to feel sad that your family doesn't support you? But how about the five, ten people that you literally can call them right now and you're supported by them? I no longer can feel that because I've recognized it and I've instilled some type of work, right? So that's the thing that I'm going to keep going back to. You guys are probably going to hear me saying all year long is work, 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 work. Because the more work you do, the better outcomes, the better progression, the better life that you will actually see for yourself. Can I just comment on something that both of you said that I kind of agree with? But then I kind of want to like play devil's advocate because some people that are listening might be like, no, you don't only get one life, right? Yeah. Uh, we're living for the second life, right? And that's true. If that's what you're thinking, like from okay, from a faith perspective. Like, but even that, Maddie. But hold on, I'm gonna get to that point. From a faith perspective, like God tells us that you're supposed to want goodness in this life and the next, right? right. So that whole like, if someone's out there thinking, you know, you know, because a lot of people I see they they're like, I'm living for the akhirah, and they use that as an excuse to be toxic. Like, I don't need to have goals. I don't need to be ambitious. I'm just going to stay here, and I'm going to wait until, you know. And that's toxic. So 100%. having right, having the wrong perception that, like, you know, I'm not working for, for an ultimate, like, you know, betterment in here and there can become toxic. So it's like, so if anyone's out there thinking that, like, oh, no, we don't get one life, that's kind of a toxic thought if you're not applying it correctly. Right. Right. And- Again, everybody's going to be their own skeptic. If you're going to make this conversation 50 ways on how to make it not work, it's not going to work, right? But if you find that one reason on how to make this conversation effective in your life, you're going to make it work in your life. You're going to find the one, two, three comments that resonated with you, and you're going to start applying them into your life. But if you're a skeptic, and I mean like coming from a skeptical's mind, I can relate to this. If you're going to find the one, two, three reasons why this conversation didn't resonate with you, then it's not going to resonate with you. Nothing I can say can uh, resonate with them, right or wrong. So like even that whole aspect, if you were playing devil's advocate, I would get even more articulate in this aspect that saying this is not the same life. Right? It's not the same life. Our physical problems are not going... We, we don't even have a physical being in the next life. So it's, it's more arwah. It's more the souls. It's more spiritual. It's more actual. It's the whole other dimension of the word life. Right? So on the physical aspect and how it f- actually affects our physical body, pay attention to that. Pay attention how toxicity affects your actual... Your physical... Your physical... Being. Yeah, but either way, it's like toxic. There's no real room for toxicity from a perspective. Yeah. And just like, you know, having to clean up every day, having to shower every day, right? This is constant. Like, this life gets dirty. I hate laundry. Right? It's just the nature of life. You're going to have, you're going to go through things where it's going to get dirty and you have to constantly cleanse it out, right? And that process is just like showering every day. You have to do your part in cleaning. So it's, it's like, don't use that as an example to be toxic, right? The, the whole YOLO thing is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Don't use that yeah. to be toxic. Yeah, for you know, sure. And like what works for you might not work for me or, or work for them. And if, it's just, like I said, this the whole toxic situation is very relative. You know what? If you guys are having a hard time, listen to Eye of the Tiger. Rising up straight from the streets. Okay. Yeah, that's why I need you guys to think. Think about it like that. Honestly, you got to get yourself up okay. and keep it going, right? 
guys are gonna hear. You guys, you guys, oh, wallah, if you guys hear the kind of music I'm listening to on my way to every type of Table Talk Tuesday, I gotta get myself pump motivated up, pump and pumped. So you're, you'll be hearing me listen to Eye of the Tiger 100%. So yeah. Hold on. Let me just make sure. Oh, here go. we go. I'm gonna sound effects. I'm here for it. I love it. There we go. This is my workout song, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Mr. Orange is out here throwing out some uh, great words. <laughs> oh, Mr. Orange? Hey, we're going to have to invite him to the show. He's, he's throwing some great words. Uh, I, yeah, Mr. Orange, you're the guy. You know, my, or moment, I don't even know. Orange, look at my Mr. Orange. Yeah, Mr. Orange. So, yeah. <gasps> Uh, and it's not a coincidence, it's October, right? Isn't it, isn't that orange? Uh, orange October, yes, baby. There you go. So, uh, final words. Let's get into final words. So, Ma'ali, you are the guest. First of all, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we it really do appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, I for sure. Conversation. We, we probably should have said thank you after you the final word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said thank you yet. But, uh, Ma'ali, did you want to close this out? Uh, well, everyone's going to get a final word. So, what's your final word? Yeah, so, like, recognize toxicity when you feel like you're not reaching your highest potential, right? You have to also believe in yourself. Like some people have never like even um, recognized what their potential is, right? So if you're in an environment where you feel like you're not able to grow as much as you'd like to grow, try to step away from that and, and figure, discover yourself, right? And you might discover that the world is a lot more positive and there are more opportunities out there than the world that you, um, or the environment that you're accustomed to, right? And so, um, you know, that's as far as like figuring out if you're in a toxic environment or not. Second thing is, you know, always remember to establish healthy boundaries with people, whether it's family, friends, uh, colleagues, boss, whoever it may be. And that's not going to be easy all the time. Sometimes um, establishing uh, healthy boundaries, especially with toxic people, especially with the people that need boundaries the most, is going to be very difficult. They might become toxic in their reaction. They might try to, you know, like make you out like you're some evil person for trying to establish healthy boundaries. But you need to be firm. Um, to make sure that you preserve your wellness. Um, and uh, yeah, so just the boundaries and just give yourself a chance to flourish, right? Give, put yourself in healthier environments. Shay? I just want to stress the fact that the mind is such a powerful tool. And the more you give into yourself, the more that it comes out, right? So the more you actually work on this gift, which is our mind, and the more we learn how to actually control it, and we realize that it's actually us in control and not our brains. Like, we need to learn how to stay in control and control our brains and control our thoughts and not let it be the opposite factor. If your thoughts control your, if your thoughts control you, then that means your brain controls you. Think about how silly that is. That means your organ controls you rather than the other way around, right? So and when sometimes you other people's words will control, control you. you. Yeah. Rather than when you realize self, right? When you can go back to the origin of self and you realize that I need to strengthen self so I can recognize what when something is controlling me. And sometimes it's not bad. Sometimes I get the urge that I need a Snickers bar. So I'm running to the gas station at 2 a.m. in the morning to grab me a Snickers bar. It's just going to happen. I can recognize that, though. And sometimes if it's not going to kill me, I'll give in to myself here and there. You know what I mean? But recognizing, going back to that word, going back to actually learning, going back to actually getting closer, unlocking your, your inner self, unlocking these different dimensions, unlocking your consciousness. How powerful is it when you can actually have a conversation with your own mind and actually go back and forth and actually have an intellectual conversation with yourself? Like, that's so powerful. And that only happens when you stop surviving. 
when you learn how to live, right? And we will go back to that phrase, and that's how I want to be able to end it with toxicity. Toxicity is when you're in the stage of survival. It's when you're in fight or flight. It's in when you're in that complete, like, almost like you're, you're, you're stressed. Like, the minute you just, you need to, like, take out that little breather, that, step, that, that, that tension over there, that's toxicity. And realizing that that can all be worked through if you can recognize what the problem is and then simply applying the work. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Big Sis, how did you want to final word this one? Um... Take some time to get to know yourself. Take some time um, just by yourself. Once you know who you are and what you kind of want for yourself, you can then evaluate the relationships that you have. Um, you can look at your family and um, realize who's toxic, who's not, and, and talk to those family members and let them know, like, hey, you know, th this is my boundary, setting those boundaries. Um, so get to know yourself. Uh, figure out what you want out of life. Figure out what your your vision is or where you want to be, and realize your circles. And I always say this: I have I have a son who's eleven, and I'm like to him, listen, the five closest people that you hang out with, you're the average of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The five closest people that you hang out with, whether it's me, uh, you know, your your cousins, your friends, your whatever, those people that you spend time with, you're the average of that. So you need to choose who you're surrounded by. You know, yeah. and, and this is what one uh, somebody once told me. Uh, you know, you can love someone but not like them. My family. <laughs> you know, I love my family. Yeah. But I don't like them. Yeah, you can love them and not like them, and that's and that's okay. And and it's your job to make sure that you, your equilibrium is at a point where you are able to live and not just survive. Mm -hmm. survive. Yeah, I think that's deep to say that you can love somebody but not like them because I think we all can. <laughs> I agree with that one as well. I know all y'all was literally thinking the same comment. I'm just Listen, too blunt. I know. I was going to say, I didn't want to say it out loud. <laughs> I yeah. did. All right. Well, um, there you go. Uh, this was the topic about uh, being toxic in toxic situations, toxic relationships. Ma'ali, uh, thank you again so much. Yeah, I'm getting that ready. I'm getting the clap I ready. freaking love you, Ma'ali. Ma'ali, that was I great. love you. You guys, she's just a freaking rock star. Mashallah, tabarakallah. Yeah. You keep talking about orange, orange, orange. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now I'm scared. How can people follow you, reach out to you, follow your podcast? Oh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. That's M-A-A-L-I-L-U-Q-M-A-N, Ma'ali Lukman. I love Do your you. thing. And then Shayma and I have been doing some talks. So yeah. Rachel, we're going to continue them a little bit longer. So if you guys are liking our vibe and, you know, join our talks. As of now, though, Thursday and Friday, if that changes, we're going to um, update it on our social media. Yeah. Cool, cool. Inshallah. We're doing big and, things. And there you go. This is uh, Oz Media 313. Like I said, YouTube. You can watch the show on YouTube. You can later uh, listen to the show on Apple and Spotify podcast under Oz Media. Uh, we did thank, it. Thank you, ladies. We really do appreciate it. For those that are t tuning in, thank you so much. We will see you all next week, Tuesday. We have the mayor debate of the city of Hamtramck. It should yes, be fun. That's going to be a good it one. It should be fun. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And I'm sure people are looking forward to that as well. Hope you all have a great Tuesday and take it easy.